want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Geek, the conversational podcast about all things geeky. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And so today we have a pretty fun episode where we're going to discuss our two favorite movies. Yours is... Dirty Dancing from 1987. Mine is Superman the Movie from, from 1978. And we thought it would just be fun to sit down and take turns talking about the movie taking turns talking about our favorite movies um i'll probably learn some some things about uh because we want to talk about things such as first time seeing it and and early early childhood memories because these are both movies that Mm -hmm. we both grew up on but first i just want to acknowledge at least i don't want to spend much time on it but we're right smack dab in the middle of the coronavirus stuff that's going on so, so lots of TV watching, lots of movie watching, because we can't go out anywhere other know, than Michi- to be outside. Michigan's in the uh, uh, stay home, stay safe, save lives uh, ex- right. executive order. And we're also in the rainy season, so it's hit or miss if you get to go outside. And I mean, you can go out and It hasn't rain, really been raining that much, but it, it has It will be been, all weekend. Uh, well, it has been... Um, it's been cold. It's been chilly. Like, that's the annoying thing, is being stuck at home, because we're both working from home and kids are both home and so being at home but having the weather not be great and so that's why we you know really cherish the when it does get sunny and we get to go outside like a couple days ago was super nice today wasn't great and then it started off uh then it got nicer in the afternoon and so the kids enjoy it when it's when it's a lot nicer so so do i Mm mm-hmm but it also means that we're not going to the theater to see movies i know it's an interesting time because movies that would originally have been released in the theater are one being delayed significantly months or in some cases till 2021 and, and for some cases they're just putting them out digitally exactly so we actually just went and saw disney's onward um the weekend before the movie theaters were all closed due to the coronavirus so we we like just snuck well, in yeah there well time. we saw it and then i think a week later is when they released it to buy like you can buy onward now yep, and it only so. got released in theaters like two three weeks ago so it's crazy it's yeah it's gonna movie it, theaters it's changing is, the models for movie things. theaters are makes you wonder if things are going to go back to the way like once things settle down whenever that is who knows if things are going to go back to normal or yeah it, well, pro- well people have adapted to this new way probably, of life and want to stick with it i don't know if there's gonna give me enough time i mean even if it even if like things stay like this for five six months which it probably won't be, even be that long. I mean, or maybe it will, yeah. but I don't think five or six months is gonna make thing like make the new normal when the movie theater like the, like the movie paradigm has been in place for a hundred years. True, but it might be enough time for Disney or other big companies to say, "Hey, there is a market in in direct to streaming services. Maybe there there's enough people who." are willing to see a movie or want to watch a movie in home theater. I mean, home theater equipment is much more common True. now. People, I doubt people it, People aren't though. watching it on the old boob our, tubes. But the thing is, is our the market that you got to get, and it's, it's an interesting market because 
it is not the people like we want to go like some like going out to the movies isn't cheap if you especially if you take a family of four or whatever even a matinee we, mm-hmm. you know we can spend like forty dollars on the tickets and then it's candy the candy or popcorn concessions or pop, and whatnot yeah. but the market you're getting it for at home because is in this window I think you could see for instance I think Universal's Invisible Man was well let's stick with onward onward what is up for sale now you can buy it for mm-hmm. like uh you know the regular price of 20 dollars or whatever buy it um then you own it you can watch it you endlessly own it. but in i don't i definitely don't think that's going to be the norm um i th- i think uh, it might be for children with, I, I with, could see it for children's movies with just going a couple week ways. window more what i see is movie theaters be more willing to do what invisible man did and release it in theaters and at home but the at home Unlike Onward, at home it's a rental for um, it's a rental for nineteen ninety nine, and so you oh, get, so you don't own it, but you're paying about as much as you would have if you went to the theater. But not you're not paying for concessions or anything. No. But the incentive, if you don't get to own it, like who is the incentive? Like who is the market for Invisible Man or movies like that? Where unlike Onward, you're not getting to own it. You're not going to the movie theater to see it, so you're not getting the super big screen experience, you're, and you're just renting it. Yeah, I think you'd really have to be into that movie to pay that that price, and there's so much other content out there. Frankly, if it were me, I would choose something else for cheaper. Now, right now, it's the only option, pretty much, if you, you're you not going to the movie theater to see movies. But right. I don't think movie theaters are going away, so you're going to have the option of going to the movie theater like normal, I think, mm-hmm. once things settle down. Or, like, I just don't know the market for... Yeah, if, because if, if I'm staying at home and I don't get to own the, to own the movie, I'm not going to pay $20. Exactly, because all you have to do is wait, you know, the normal um, the, the normal rental window is, what, three, four months? And then you can rent it for, right. you know, anywhere between... But if to, it was something that I thought I was likely to own anyway, I might just pay the 20 bucks to own it and not go to the movie theater at all. See, I... I I enjoy the theater experience enough that I would probably go to the movies knowing that I'm probably going to then buy the movie. I mean, take, I think a, it depends take on the Avengers movie. Endgame. We knew we were going to own that movie. It was the it was the sequel to, you know, Infinity War and the cap like the, of the whole yes. saga. Well, that's I'm, what I'm saying. It depends on the movie. Some movies, a comedy, for example, I don't mind just watching that at home. And in a lot of cases, we wait until those come out to rent and, you know, get it through Google Play. True. I, yeah, I just don't see... I don't think I think maybe the onward model could stick around maybe where it depends on the movies movie. where you could own it but I well no I, I I don't know if it depends on the movie well, I do I don't think blockbusters make sense to do I think people want to see a blockbuster big big action movie in the theater I guess what I'm saying is I think the onward model could fit in my opinion well we'll see you know six months or, you know to a year what's still going on I think the onward model I don't think the invisible man model is going to really stick around where I agree you, with you pay Oh, okay. So we are exactly on the same page that I thought we were. Yeah. No, I'm not going to pay $20 to rent a movie. No, you just said you would. Not to rent it, to own it. Oh, Skip I the see theater. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay that now just because like I said, there's enough other content to watch at home. Although although sort of like what we've been hearing for years with the video game um you know, um retail stores, I actually I actually the more I think about it, don't think that the onward model will probably stick around where because you're really going to piss off movie theaters then. And they might just say, well, we're not going to keep like, okay, Disney, if you want to do that, then we're not going to show Disney movies at our theaters anymore. And, you know, you get AMC doing that. Mm, um, I don't think that's going to happen. They still bring in enough money. They might. I think they might. I think if Disney, 
I think if Disney kept the the onward model, it would be to capture a portion of the audience that's probably not going to the theater anyway. They would just be capturing that money sooner. Mm. Instead of, you know, six I don't months know. from it, not now release. It, it is a it's it's tough because and so we're spending a lot of time talking, you know, this is a yeah. geek podcast, so we're talking movies and of course coronavirus is affecting a lot more than than movies, movies uh, yeah. you know the economy the economy is tanking. So. I was I heard I haven't verified this myself, but I heard on another podcast that the stock market lost a third of its value. A third. That's actually pretty big. I heard that today. Well, I haven't read it, and I haven't verified that fact. And we're a geek podcast, so let's talk Dirty Dancing and Superman. Let's lighten let's lighten this podcast up a little bit. So you um you were going to go first talking about Dirty Dancing. So let's 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 hear about it. All right, so one of the first questions that, that I see on here is, how old were you when you first saw the movie? Um, oh, by the way, I, I wrote a little agenda, just you know, some questions to prompt us, but you don't have to actually even follow this. If You know, you can ramble about Dirty Dancing and watching it as a five-year-old or how, 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 however it's going to go, but I know you're like, the first question I see here, just, you know, just uh, free format. Let's, let's, give me your thoughts. I will. Let me ramble. <laughs> so... Um, so Dirty Dancing came out in August of 1987. I was born, but my parent I was too young. I would not have been able to see that in the theater. And I can't recall exactly how old I was when I saw it, but I would say I was probably somewhere between three and four. So I was born in 85. It came out in 87. So it wouldn't be crazy to, to have seen it sometime in 1988, now, most can likely. You, now, can you try to pinpoint the time frame um based on the medium that it was because you it was vhs and it was taped from hbo exactly so did your parents get hbo at a certain time did oh your parents i couldn't get a, tell you when did your they parents got... get a vcr you know well i mean late 80s a lot of people you know yeah. vcrs are the norm by then i know but... we we had gotten a vcr as a hand-me-down from um a relative who had they were kind of always up on technology, and they had gotten a new one and kind of passed theirs down to us. So um, I know we had a VCR. I don't I don't know how old I was when we got that first VCR. And I know we would tape things off of HBO. And we had this, this uh, um, VHS holder that had all our VHS in it. And, of course, we would tape them on, like, the lowest quality so you could fit as many – you could fit more movies per – for VHS, you know, there was like the speeds, like SP and LP, mm-hmm. and we would always tape it on the lowest quality. So, we, you know, depending on how long the movie was, my parents would smash two, three movies on a on a VHS, and gosh, I can't tell you how many cartoons they would smash on a VHS. And I remember the movie that was before Dirty Dancing was Clan of the Cave Bear, which I've never seen, but I've seen the credits and the end sequence to that movie so many times. Because right when it would hit, I would kind of like fast forward through it. And then um, HBO used to have like a an opening. Well, they still do. But they used to have like a, a screen that would say, this movie is rated whatever. And actually it was um, it was rated R on, on HBO. So I remember like, or maybe it was, yeah, I remember it, it saying it was rated R, which um, is interesting in and of itself. So I remember watching it in our basement, and I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw it was with my parents in the room, which if you've ever seen Dirty Dancing, it's not appropriate for a three- or a four-year-old, for sure. There are some um, 
some major like themes in that. Like there's there's um, abortion in Dirty Dancing. There's you know that's that's kind of a big thing. There's there's sex, although it's not like shown. It's not explicit. Although in when any you way. if you watch it as a child and there's nobody there to explain anything to you, you wouldn't know what was going on. It's true. That's true. So I was trying to look up while you're talking. I was trying to see like could I find when Dirty Dancing premiered on HBO, and I could not find it because I was curious. But oh, to see if you could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, and- I was. I was not able in the quick two second Google search I just did on trying to find out when it premiered on HBO. And the the reason I'm saying it's interesting that um, HBO said that Dirty Dancing was rated R is because it's actually rated 13, PG-13, but initially it was rated R, and then the MPAA changed it. Um, but for whatever reason, when it aired on HBO, the... When did they change it? Was it during? Was it still during its theatrical release or when it premiered on, when it uh, came out on uh, VHS... Uh, for home for home video, it was re rated. Um, that part I'm not. I don't know. I think it was PG thirteen at the time that it was in the theaters. So maybe there was something slightly different about the HBO version. I'm mm-hmm. actually not sure, and I've never really deeply looked into it. So um, that might be something I need to to look into. Um, but there was. I think it had something to do with the way the the abortion was portrayed in in the movie. So anyway, it's probably. Somewhere between three and four when I first saw it. And I think it was the music that drew me in. Because at some point in my young life, and I, again, don't remember how old I was, but it was sometime still in the late 80s, um, I got the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing on cassette tape. And I played the hell out of that thing. Like every long car ride we would go on, I would just listen to side A and then side B and then side A again and then side B again, just over and over and over and over again. And I never got tired of it. And I have this. I still have the soundtrack. Now I have it on, on um, CD for my car and digitally. And I can still listen to it over and over and over again and not get tired of it. And then I have the even more Dirty Dancing soundtrack, which is the, the second set of songs that um a lot of it is like the background music that they dance to and I could listen to that over and over and over again and then I just picture the movie in my head so um so yeah earliest memory I was little um I know that I introduced my friends some of my friends to that movie as well like who had never seen it and I'm sure their parents appreciated that too my parents never thought anything of it like they didn't well, see I don't think I I well I'll let you talk uh, more about the movie, but I, but I guess I, I think a lot of the themes go went over my head even the first, and I saw it as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hit you over the head with it if you're not paying too much attention and you're just watching it for what it is. It's a love story on the surface. I mean, it's Baby and Johnny. They fall in mm-hmm. love. They meet. They meet at a resort. He's the help. She's a guest. They fall. They meet. They fall. They dance. They fall in love. I mean. That's what it is on the surface. Although, as an adult, like you, like I knew what was going on, and so but the themes didn't seem as heavy as when, like, if you were to like think, like, oh, a child like watching about abortion and true first time, you know, losing virginity and sex and things, and yeah, and like I remember, so so Penny is one of the the characters, and it's her being when I was little, I thought she was just sick. And that's why they need somebody to replace her. And for some reason, she needs to see a doctor who has a dirty knife and a folding table. Well, okay. I didn't know what that meant, you know, what that line meant. I just knew the line, but I didn't know that meant that they had a basically a backdoor abortion. 
I know now, but <laughs> I didn't figure, you know, I didn't realize that for quite a while. Um, so the cast, I think, is just special because the chemistry between Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze is off the charts. And anybody who has is a fan and has done any kind of research or has watched any of the um, extra scenes or any of the extra content that comes on the multitude of, of versions of the movie out there will know that they did not like each other. Jennifer Grey in particular did not like Patrick Swayze. And she did not she didn't want to do the movie with him, but they couldn't deny that on film the chemistry was just, you know, sparking like crazy. So that not liking each other was was a big part of of it. And obviously they were both professional and able to act and dance together. Um and Jerry Orbach is the father, he's just fantastic, and Kelly Bishop is the mother. Um, who was originally supposed to play the bungalow bunny, who is Vivian. That's the one who catches Baby and Johnny in the act and then reports Johnny as the wallet stealer. Um, but I think Kelly Bishop's fantastic in the role. She goes on to play the mother in Gilmore Girls, for anyone who's familiar with Gilmore Girls. And she just does a, a nice little cute job as being kind of the naggy mom. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of the cast is, is gone now. Is passed away. Jerry Orbach's gone. Um, I think his name is Max Cameron or something like that. The the guy who plays um, Billy the Creep, um, the the waiter. Mm-hmm. He he died from drugs. Um, who else is gone? I mean, there's, there's well, the director died of AIDS, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Emil Ard- Ardolino is gone. Um, Patrick Swayze obviously is a big one. He's gone. So. Um, I actually feel really um, special because you you actually got me the poster that was signed by the cast that I have hanging up in our basement. So one of the original film posters that's been signed by the cast. So that's that's pretty special to me. And then one of the scripts as well. So that's that's awesome. So, <laughs> um, and I I try to watch any. So Kenny Ortega was also the um, the choreographer. And he has quite a bit of films now. You know, he's he's made a lot of films, many of them with dancing in them. So he's known for High School Musical now, and he's he's done more recently the Descendants films, which have quite a bit of dancing and, and singing in them too. And um, I think nothing, none of those films to me are as good as Dirty Dancing, but I try to at least keep up with some of, of his work just to kind of see what he's what he's got out there. Um. Gosh, I just love Dirty Dancing. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> so one of the, the questions that you've got on here is your favorite childhood memories associated with the movie. So Dirty Dancing has meant a lot to me just because it's it's like oh, a comfort movie. You know that he directed, uh, Kenny Ortega directed Hocus Pocus? Yeah, yeah, yep. I knew that too. So I, There was a movie, I, I just looked it up, I was like, oh, there was a movie that I'm a really big fan of that I know that he did, I couldn't remember what it was, but it's Hocus Pocus. Oh, it's Hocus Pocus, yeah. Yeah, because I've actually never seen any of the other ones you listed, Descendants or High School. None of the Descendants, none of High School musicals or anything, but mm-hmm. um, Hocus Pocus is a Halloween staple. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. So it wouldn't be uncommon for me to have, like, girls have sleepovers. I know boys have sleepovers too, but I used to have sleepovers all the time. And um, it wasn't unusual for me to have a sleepover and be like, let's watch 30 Dancing. My friends probably hated me after a while because it would be like that or Grease most of the time. And we'd put that on and often fall asleep, put it on late at night. And 
um I just remember like watching it all the time with one of my my good friends who lived on the street that we we grew up together and her favorite movie growing up was either Wizard of Oz or Grease and usually we would have to watch Grease at her house and then at our at my house we would watch Dirty Dancing and I just remember like laying in my room on the bedroom floor and the movie would be on and you know we'd watch it and then we'd be talking and gossiping and we would just let it play through and then rewind fast forward past Clan of the Cave Bears (laughs) and watch it again and I had that one VHS all the way up until I was in college even though by then Dirty Dancing had come out on DVD I never bothered to buy it just because I was like well I I have it and this version works and it was my version and I took that version to college and um, I don't think I got a new version until maybe shortly before I met you, which was in 2005. So that's quite a while. Um, so I, I can't think of one particular standout time that I watched the film that I was like, that is the time that is my favorite time I watched the movie. I just know that in times of happiness, in times of sadness, in times of boredom, I could watch it pretty much any of those times, but there isn't like one standout time that I can think of from growing up or even adulthood that stands out to me. I can't even remember the first time you and I watched it together. Do you? Um, I don't actually. I think it was a... And I don't think we've watched it together very many times either. Maybe we have, but in my head, I'm like, it's got to be twice. Like I've seen it a few times, plus um, we, we saw it at, uh, we've seen it in the theater together. That's true. Yeah, we have seen it in the, in the theater together. I think from a from a favorite viewings perspective, um, seeing it in the theater for the very first time is on my list, and that's something I won't forget. We were we saw it in Ann Arbor at the Michigan Theater, which is a pretty prominent theater. It's a, it's a nice theater, and I was about I think two days away from having our son, so I was very pregnant. It was hot July. I remember we had had to park, you know, Ann Arbor, you have to find street parking basically and, and walk everywhere. And I remember waddling up the street in the heat to, to get to the seats. And I was just so excited. And um, when the opening credits came on and you hear the dun, 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 just from the, the opening um, song, Be My Baby, I just remember tears like streaming down my face. I was so excited. I could not contain myself. And I've had the opportunity to see it in the theater a few times since, but that one's probably my favorite time seeing it in the theater, just because it was so special. And they have it as a stage play, and so I've been lucky enough to see the stage play twice as well. When when was the second time? We saw it once in Chicago. Yeah. And then once in Detroit. Oh, did we? Oh, did we go here? Yeah. I don't. I only remember the Chicago time. Yep, we saw it twice. So the the stage play is pretty cool because it has portions that aren't in the movie right but those the scenes that are in the stage play were in the original script they just got cut mm-hmm. so and and it's um did they film them are there deleted scenes of those no or okay no they did they don't have them as, as scenes uh filming was tight they were on a super tight schedule it was they filmed it in like a month and it was in, in September and the leaves had already started to change, but they wanted it to be, obviously it's a summer movie. It's supposed to be summer love. And so they were, they literally were spray painting the leaves green in some scenes just to make sure that, that it still looked like summer. Um, yeah, but the stage play, some of the scenes that are added 
focus a little bit more on race. So class is a part of the story with, with Johnny being in a lower class and baby being in an upper class and her father looking down on, on the help, basically. And not just any help, but the, the dance crew specifically, which comes from the other side of the tracks, compared to the wait staff who are from um, specifically recruited from Yale and Harvard, as Max Kellerman says. Um, but then when you see the, the play, or if you read the script, they also have, they bring race into the mix too. And so there's one, one line where, um, Neil, that's Kellerman's nephew says that he's going on a freedom ride after the summer and that's it. That's all that's in the movie. But if you watch the, like in the stage play of the script there, there's more to it. Yeah. My remind me, or I'm, maybe I'm just being, um, dumb here what is the freedom ride in reference to like a freedom ride for like um i think it's anti-segregation okay is that what oh, okay i uh Some, something like that in the south yeah okay okay um yeah so so um i guess when it there's one other viewing that it's not necessarily my favorite but when i think about viewings that stand out to me so last year um, they were celebrating one of the, the milestone um, anniversaries. And so I forgot which company it was that, that brings movies back periodically. It was doing like a special. I think they've done it for Superman too. I can't mm-hmm. remember. The Fathom. Fathom, yeah. So Fathom was having a special out at a theater that's, oh, maybe 40 miles from, or not 40 miles, like 40 minutes, maybe 20 miles from us. Not, not too far. But it was in the middle of February and we got... We literally had a blizzard that night. I mean, it was snowing so hard. They were telling people not to go out, but I had the I bought tickets in advance for myself and my good friend to go. She bowed out, but I'm like, I'm not I'm not losing this. This doesn't happen often. So I I gave myself like an hour and a half to drive there, and I had to drive probably 30 miles an hour the whole way with my hazards on driving back. I drove the freeway part of the way and it was not great, so I routed myself off and took back roads to to get to the theater, and I made it safely. But it was it was a treacherous drive to get there. It was a seven o'clock show, so it was dark when I got there, and even darker when I had to leave to come home. But thankfully, by then the snow had at least subsided, so it was a little bit easier of a drive because it wasn't still coming down. But I, that was a treacherous drive. I probably shouldn't have went, but I went anyway. And you know what? There was plenty of women in the theater. Other people did the same thing I did. And they had like a a special, um, like a 10-minute uh, looking back kind of thing. And they did interviews with some of the people. Like they interviewed Eleanor um, Bergstein, who is the, the author. Um, so they interviewed her. And so she gave some, some information and... Um, you know, it was, it was nice to watch that that little kind of like tribute for the anniversary in advance too. So, so that was fun. Um, formats owned and liked to own. I think I have them all. Just whatever DVD and VHS has come or DVD and um, Blu-rays have come out. Whatever specials mm-hmm. have come out. Um, but I don't have my original VHS anymore. It some at some point in my adulthood, and I don't know how this happened because. We we got rid of our VCR long ago. But I don't think you had the the Dirty Dancing VHS even when we got together. I thought I did, or maybe not for long, but somehow it got taped over. 
because you only you had moved on to DVD by then, or at least you had the DVD. Ver- you know, you already mentioned that that yeah. you got the DVD shortly before me. Yeah, and uh, some sometime maybe this summer, just before we met in two thousand five, so sometime that specific tape got taped over well you know we're in college where you know you're every year you're moving to a, a different apartment or whatever and so maybe just got lost in a move or something. no we got taped over taped over it got taped over yeah oh so you didn't i know it got taped you didn't over. lose the tape no Mm-mm. oh so you went to watch it what, mm-hmm. what 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 did it get taped over with something on tv that was not relevant like it was oh. Yeah, so you gotta pull that tab on there. You gotta pull that VHS tab, or t- <laughs> so what I think. Or no, no, pulling the tab made it so you could record, right? No, yeah, and then you could you could uh, fix that. Like there was that little tab on the VHS, you could pull it if you if you didn't want to record anymore on it. And then I didn't know that there was yeah there was a little I, tab there was no, a little I tab didn't on VHS. No, there was a tab on that. No, like no on the, clue on the face of the VHS, a little tab. Same for same with cassettes. Cassettes had the same thing where versions like you know versions. That yeah, you would, it would like, like lock it. it it, um, it was a little tab. Do we have any cassettes? No, I, we, I don't think we even have any cassettes huh. on VHS. No, I, could... I didn't. I didn't even know that existed. Actually, I'm, we, we have some. That's funny. I think. Well, it's up in the attic. We have some VHSs, but they're put away. Um, some, some, some. But yeah, there was a little tab on the face of a VHS, and and um, that it would be the top of the huh. of a cassette that you would pull this tab, and it would make it so you couldn't record on there anymore. Now you could do that. You could actually like um, circumvent that, like if you're like, I actually do want to record on this again, yeah, by putting a little piece of tape over that tab or yeah. over where that tab went. No, I if had you no. You pulled the tab. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> what I suspect happened Ugh. was that I had watched it and left it in the VCR, and then someone else came in to videotape something, and because what they had taped, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't something like major. I think they might have just done a test run. Like, how do I record again and push buttons and record it? Because I don't even think they recorded over the entirety of the movie, but enough of it was recorded over. You've that. definitely seen these tabs before. Look, that's you've that's the tab. You've seen those tabs on the VHSs. Yeah, I didn't know what they were for. If you pull that tab, if you pull huh. that tab right no, there, no, I didn't know that, and, bre- and sort of break it off, you yeah, can't yeah. record on that. T- you can't record. No, I had no idea. And then you could, you could. Well, if I knew that, then I'd still have my my dirty could, dancing. And, and then like, you could you could cover that back up with tape if you then wanted to record yeah. on it. But. So so my mom always says that I'm not sentimental about things. That is one thing that I am that I miss um, from my childhood because I had so many watches on that that movie. Um, when it comes to memorabilia, so I I don't have anything from the movie. Like there, I don't have any props or anything. But I like I said, I have the. I have, I have the script, and then I have the poster, which is framed on our wall, and I'll I'll cherish that. I, I really love having that. Um, and then I have a um, a small, like a mini vinyl of the original song, the Time of My Life song. Oh yeah, which yeah, I love the, having. The forty, we, I think it's a forty-five. The forty-five, yeah. 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 And yeah. we we had that in a frame for a while, and then the frame broke, and so now we just have it. Literally threw the frame out uh, yesterday. Like yeah. The, uh, yep. the frame for because it hadn't been put up since we moved into the new house, and yep. so the frame was in really bad shape, tons of scratches and, yeah. and things. And so and, just and there's tossed a that yesterday. I would I would like to get Cry to Me on a forty-five, just because that's one of my favorite songs. It's not in like a Dirty Dancing slip jacket or whatever. It's just a song that I like that I've, I've eBayed it. I mean, it's out there. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's not like it's crazy expensive to find. And then I think the last thing that's that's worth touching on is is visiting locations. So 
Dirty Dancing was shot in two locations. It was shot at Lake Lure in North Carolina at a boys' camp, and then it was shot at Mountain Lake, which is in Virginia, and and they're not too far apart. Um, the lodge scenes, anything with the lodge, so the final dance scene and baby's parents' cottage, um, and then, like I said, the the opening sequence where like they're pulling up in front of a building in the lodge, that's all shot at Mountain Lake, and... It still exists. It's still around. The lake that they had their um, trying to do the lift in, well, that doesn't exist anymore because it's all dried up. But the land is still there, and the the grand ballroom is still there, and Baby's Cottage is still there. And um, we actually have an opportunity to go and visit it. They do Dirty Dancing weekends a couple of times a year where all the Dirty Dancing fans can come and go and, you know, they show a screening and they have dancing and a costume contest and all the crazy things that fans of movies do and you can go out to all the different locations. So um, we're scheduled to go later in June if coronavirus doesn't take over our lives. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's the one of the, like the last weekend in June, I think the 26th through the 28th we're going to be, or we're supposed to be in Virginia, but who knows with with the coronavirus? So I'm I'm hoping that that's still on, and if not, well, we will reschedule because I'm I'm yeah. so excited to go to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll we'll reschedule to, no to go to Kellerman's essentially. But then the boys' camp, so they tore down the um, cabins that were there, and so those were the cabins that like Johnny was in, and that the other um, workers were staying in. Those are gone, but the steps that baby goes up when she's doing her little dance wipeouts in the background for those of you familiar with the movie, those, those steps are still there and there's still, um, the building where I believe they shot the, um, love is strange where Johnny and Mickey, Johnny and, um, I said Mickey cause Mickey and Valerie are the ones singing the song, but Johnny and baby are doing like a little duet and he's playing air guitar and there's mirrors in the background, like the dance studio. Um, the mirrors are still up because they were fake and they're just like painted on the wall. And so that's still there. The they're, mirrors they're like, were fake? They're, they're like plastic. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that's still there. Like there's, there are pieces of things that they shot at the, the boys camp that are still there. And the only reason I know that is because I'm part of a Dirty Dancing fan group on Facebook and there are lots of other fans who have been. And so they've posted their pictures of, of them at the different spots from the movie. And, and much of it looks the same outside of, of the lake being being gone. So um, I'm really excited for that, to, to see the actual places where things have, have been filmed. Because we've seen places that you were interested. Like we saw the Ghostbusters fire, the, the firehouse mm-hmm. in New York, for example. And the, um, well, I won't say anymore. <laughs> but we haven't really seen any filming locations that I've ever been interested in really where else are so um what other things are you interested in uh well I I, I do want to take away from dirty dancing for a second but I am curious what other famous locations you would be interested in seeing I don't know I'd have to give that some thought like off the cuff I'm not sure but I do think it's cool to kind of look at a place and frame it up in your mind and be like oh yeah I've seen I see how that was shot there you know, like, like I wouldn't mind even doing a tour in Detroit of some of the places that Eight Mile was shot, for example. Those are not necessarily nice places, in, but <laughs> haven't seen that movie in a long time. We should, I should, we we should rewatch that movie sometime. I haven't watched it in years and years. Have, have you and I ever watched it together? We own. You had a, you had. I don't the DVD. know if we've watched that together or not. 
I actually saw, I, I saw that in the theater. I wasn't the biggest. I didn't get more. I was M&M a big Eminem fan until so. until you actually like. I was a well. Actually, that's Ooh. not true. I was a fan of um, his third album. Made me a fan. The Eminem show. Yeah. But prior to the, his third album, I wasn't really too big of a fan. I I still don't think I like. Just last year, I think I re-listened to um, Slim Shady LP and Marshall Mathers yep. LP. Uh, yeah, I don't think that he's gotten better with age. I, I think so. I feel like it, his the Eminem show is not um, is where he really hit his stride. That was but. my favorite. So getting back to Dirty Dancing, I think the only other thing that I would want to wrap up on is sequels and other mediums. So Dirty Dancing is still, I would say, very prevalent in the culture. It comes up like the the Johnny holding baby up scene, like the final scene with the lift, is memed. All the time. I just saw all YouTube, the time. I just saw on YouTube. Although I was like, well, I don't know if this is this is amateur. I don't know if it needs to be watched. But some um, just I think it was like trending on YouTube or was just like a day a day or so ago. A couple who's quarantined in their apartment is they recreated the final dance. So they're dancing. There's so many couples who have recreated the final dance for their wedding and well, stuff. This it's one all is over this one's place. coming out. This, this one is like specifically like they're yeah you know, trending because they're quarantined in their apartment. Well, I mean, just recently there was a commercial for Aunt. Jemima, wasn't it? Where they like they're holding up the bottle of Mrs. Butterworth. Oh, yeah, or was, I mean, or, that was funny. Or like a couple of years ago, I, there was an insurance commercial where two heavier set people were trying to recreate it, and they like knock over a table. And I mean, it's it's ubiquitous that particular scene. And every time I see it, it makes me smile. Like to me, they're not making fun of it; they're they're honoring the movie. And then there's been there's actually been video games for Dirty Dancing, none of which I've played because it kind of makes me cringe. And there's um, a learn to dance like Dirty Dancing. There's Dirty Dancing Workout. Um, of course, there's Havana Nights. Then there's the TV show, which we were able to obtain from Spain, I think. Yeah, it's it, well, the Spanish. I got that for you for... But it's dubbed in English. I so got the can... box set for... It's only one season, 13 episodes yep. uh, from 1988. I got that for well, you. Well, technically, not even all 13 aired. Well, it's, it's, okay, but it's it, it has even the unaired episodes on the DVD. But the DVD was never released in the United States. I don't know if they didn't think it was going to sell well. Although I feel like there's enough of learning from you. There's enough of a dirty dancing like following. I would think so. Yeah, that the DVD. But um, I I got it. It was only a, a region two DVD, which luckily we had a region free DVD player yeah. in the house. So, so so I've watched that. Um, so there's there's other mediums out there. I don't even want to talk about the TV show remake because it's crap. I hated it, but it's still Dirty Dancing, but it was crap. Like, Abigail Breslin, come on. She's no baby. (laughs) So, anyway, the other mediums are fine. I'm happy they exist, but nothing... You know, holds a holds a candle or holds a flame to the original. That's that's the absolute best. Well, I, I loved hearing the memories from you because I know how important that movie is to you, and mm-hmm. you know how much it. Import- it's just always been there, like an old friend. Yeah, it's a big part of it's a big part of who you are. It is, it is, and so I, I love absorbing that culture and a lot of the the additional things that I have that are dirty dancing related are because of you because you do research and you find all these obscure things i bought you the board game which we have not played yet which yeah we is partially need to play my fault because you know you you, you need a partner to play you can't with play i by can't yourself, play alone and so we haven't played it yet but you have the board game yeah and and that's because of you i didn't know that existed so it's awesome <laughs> it's it's great i love having all this dirty dancing stuff um, my one regret is i had a dirty dancing sweatshirt it was black and then it had the pink letters like the script letters going across it and one of our dogs ate it so i don't have that anymore but 
Maybe I'll replace it at some point. Do you still have like the Kellerman's yellow? uh, No, I pit stained it, so that's gone too. (laughs) I'm a sweaty girl. I I can't help it. So, (laughs) no. But I have that carried watermelon pajamas you got me this year for Christmas. Well. Hope, I would hope so. It's only Mar- like two and a half months ago. Well, and the shirt's black, so I'm <laughs> not pit, I'm not pit staining that. <laughs> three and a half, I guess. Yeah. So that's been a half an hour of me rambling about Dirty Dancing. Let's talk about Superman. All right. So Superman, the movie, um, is a pretty is a very important movie for me because it's I'm a giant Superman fan, and it all stems from this movie, which, same for you, I saw when I was probably three or four. I don't remember the first time I saw it. We were living, when I, from ages, like, two to four and a half or something, or around that time frame, we lived in North Carolina. My dad was in the Air Force. And see, your movie's actually older than you, so, you know, like, it could have been any time in that time frame. I know I didn't watch it between zero and two because it didn't come out until 1987 true although i know when approximately like my parents bought it in north carolina bought the vhs okay so i know it was in um i I have a very after you were two i have a very vague memory of uh my dad buying it i have to i should ask although they probably won't remember remember but i have a vague memory of the like them buying it or you Mm -hmm. know seeing it at home um um, but it was, uh, um, the, it was a V, it was VHS. Yeah. So the, the movie came in ni- 1978. So by the time I saw it, it was a decade old. Mm-hmm. And, um, unlike a lot of, uh, my contemporaries, um, that I, I don't know anybody in my, in real life who's as big a Superman fan, but we find each other. Like I like, you know, follow various Superman websites and, mm-hmm. and things and listen to a lot of Superman podcasts actually. And so you hear that it's sort of um, very similar to your HBO, your HBO story. A lot of people first were introduced my age who weren't around in 1978 were introduced to the movie through HBO. Mm-hmm. That reminds me with Dirty Dancing that I found a, a local Dirty Dancing fan who'd written two books about yeah, Dirty oh, Dancing. While you were talking. And I'm in one of them. While you were talking, I was going to bring I that up. I forgot about and that. And then right at the end of the conversation, I forgot to mention it. But yeah, you you wrote an article or like, what did you write? It was like a couple pages that uh, is in the book, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's kind of a, what Dirty Dancing means to you. I, I would say it's an essay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is very cool. It um, was in the second one, right? Cause yeah, he, it was in a follow up from a, a uh, it's a it's a published book, you know, like a real book. Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. Be, you can yeah, go buy it. It just it happened to be made by somebody that's that, you know, is is local to us. So you know, we oh, I didn't know that because you like connected with her through you know love like finding her on Dirty Dancing like somehow through oh yeah, yeah. Facebook. But I didn't know she was. She's local. in the Metro Detroit area. I just oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You, well, I we never knew that. I just it, but, yeah. because when you connect through somebody on Facebook over a shared interest, they could be anywhere. Oh yeah. So yeah. I guess I never assumed. It's that, crazy, isn't it? That yeah, that is. So I, we, we share local events. Like whenever there's events coming up, you know, we we share them with each other. Oh okay. But anyway, I'm I'm taken away from Superman. Let's. let's well, no, on. I wanted I was going to have you talk about that. I just it's funny while you're talking, I thought I need to have her talk about it, and then I forgot right at the end of the conversation, but so. A lot of my contemporaries discovered the movie on HBO. We never, I never had um, had HBO uh, growing up. Actually, we, I've, we were quite literally friends with a cable guy, and he hooked us up. I've never had HBO, even to this day. We've never had HBO. Now it doesn't mean I haven't seen HBO stuff somehow mm-hmm. or other. But, <laughs> but we, I've, I've never had HBO. So we had the movie on VHS. It was a big clamshell style um, case. And like, was it a two, was it two 
two VHS or it no, was, it was it, small enough to fit on one. It was small enough, I guess. Although it's a long movie. It's uh, two hours and 23 minutes. The only movies I that I ever associate with clamshells are Disney movies. No, the Superman was in a clamshell, which I got rid of going to college. When I went to college, I would... Um, you just put it in a slipcase. Well, I took out the... Clamshells did not fit on your typical shelf. Like with regular, because they were taller. They were they were a good inch taller than a regular movie. Yeah, yeah. But I took out going to when we went to college uh, in two thousand three. I took out like actually I, um, by that point, and I'll get to this, but I had bought I I had the movie on DVD, so I didn't I didn't feel like I needed the VHS or even saved it. That was dumb. But at the time, you don't have any space for anything. Yeah. And so I was already bringing like a big movie collection to college, and so I was like, I, I don't need this. I have it on dvd and so but what i did do uh at, at least i saved something i cut out so i took out just like um uh just just like cds and things mm-hmm. or you know um movies you have the slip case or whatever like the the cardboard uh mm-hmm. display of the movie or whatever and so i cut out the back cover of it although now i wish i had the fr- i wish i would just say the whole thing what is it yeah like? why did you keep the back i don't front know or? and i i would like to go and find on ebay that exact version because yeah. i've looked on ebay and there's other clamshell versions but they're, they're not the same color like our clamshell was a black clamshell mm-hmm. and uh so i don't remember seeing it for the first time but it was it was so it's something that's always been there with me and i would just watch it so many times i just watched it a, a million times growing up i would take it we would go on vacations i would take the movie and like if there was a like um i remember going my mom's all my mom's families a lot of my mom's family is in kansas yeah your your vacation was usually to visit family always so you would, always it would yeah. never to uh, we would never go anywhere that wasn't to be to visit family and so it was always visiting family so i would take it with me not, not all the time but i do have distinct memories of taking it and watching it at uh, my aunt's house in Kansas, and so taking it, and it's like you bring your your my pet monster in, in one arm and Superman in the other, and <laughs> off you go. You're ready to travel. Yeah, it, quite quite literally, and <laughs> it, it's it's funny because it really did get me into everything and informs actually a huge part of who I am. Um, in 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 ways you might not in ways a normal person wouldn't think about because it got me into reading because superman the movie got me into superman in general but then got me into the comic books so i wanted to read and read comic books and like the my first major base adult novel was 400 pages but it was based on uh superman Mm -hmm. and so i I remember impressing teachers because i was reading it in fourth grade uh this big giant novel um in and so in, in, in pressing them, but the, so I'm not going to talk that much about, um, the director or cast, although Christopher Reeve is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect Superman, but I won't go into the, I want, I want to keep this more personal. Yeah. Um, but top down, I think the cast is fantastic and the, um, the crew is awesome. And I could talk for hours and hours of just about my thoughts on the making of and, and cool tidbits that I, that I know about. But so I, I had that VHS and the, it, it, it's funny. I didn't really have the, sh- it was a very personal thing, not on purpose. Just, I didn't really like have anybody who was that interested in watching it. Nobody mm-hmm. else in my family was really interested when friends would come over. I don't know why, but I never, maybe because I thought they weren't interested. Or yeah. I it's actually, a long movie. Too. I don't remember having the thought, 
oh, they probably wouldn't want to watch it. I, I, I just remember it not even being a thing, like wanting to see a friend wanted to watch it. It was just something that, like I would always watch. Um, but it, I, I have very funny memories. Like uh, all, a lot of um, jump to new technologies or things are like spurred by, like um, I wanted to get a, a Blu-ray player, not – like I believe the announcement of the DVDs were coming in 2001, mm-hmm. and so I think we I wanted to get a Blu-ray or a DVD player yeah. because Superman the movie was going to be released on that. And so I had that VHS all the way up until 2001 as the primary viewing method. So pan and scan, and you don't realize how much you're missing on a pan and scan four by three. I mean that's just how movies were in, right. the, in just... the 80s and they're formatted. And then all the... of a sudden you can see a on either side of what you're used to seeing well, there's it tons. opens up a whole new world well yeah like you're like there was... and at that point you'd never seen it in the theater either so no i didn't see it in the theater until 2006 i believe you and i went to chicago we saw it at the, we did at the music box theater in chicago which is sort of a prestigious it's 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 basically like a michigan theater style uh, for those who are in Ann Arbor, Michigan theater, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned it. That's where we saw Dirty Dancing. It was it's August very, of 2006 or August or September or something like that, 2006. Yeah, because I, I was on crutches because I yeah, had... Yeah, we, we had to do I had my Chicago ACL with surgery. you in crutches. But sort of going in... So I'll get to that viewing in a minute. But so in 2001, the DVD came out and I was super excited about it. And it actually, all four movies were released, all four of the um, the original Christopher Reeve movies. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool because it was released on, uh, or it was a director's cut, so it had eight more minutes in it. And, oh, actually, so when the DVD was released, it had eight, eight extra minutes. But I had already seen them, so let me back up a minute. So when we get online, and one of the first things as a middle schooler getting introduced to the internet you know seek out superman websites and so i'm learning all of this superman trivia all these scenes that were in extended cuts that were shown in the 80s mm, the first extended mind blown cuts. yeah well the first ex- cuts although for some people that was the version growing up because in like 80 um i forget what year it was but in the early 80s it was shown on abc in in, in an extended cut and so mm-hmm. a lot of kids who actually their parents uh, taped it off TV? They grew up with that extended cut as their regular cut, which right. is which crazy you grew to up me. with the clamshell. Well I, well, I grew up with just the theatrical cut, yeah, yeah. Which I still think the theatrical cut is the best, but so I, I the internet and I'm, I find a couple of Superman forums that are pretty cool, um, and I learn about the extended versions mm-hmm. of actually all the movies had extended versions, but I learned about Superman the movie specifically, and I bought. Um, a bootleg of the extended cut for of VHS for seventy dollars, <laughs> and I remember, um, and you know, just mailing it to a random person in Georgia. I, I remember they lived in Georgia. I actually remember their screen name. Trust, on, trusting, you know, I remember, that you're well, gonna actually get it. Yeah, I had to get a cashier's your, check. Yep. Um, at the post office as a middle schooler, I get a cashier's check for seventy dollars and mail it to Georgia. I still remember the person's screen name on on the forum that I bought it from, but that forum's um long gone. Um. But I, I got the VHS, and that was on two VHSs, which those I do have. Yeah, earlier, I remember them. Earlier when I was saying, that like, oh, I have some VHS mm-hmm. to, I could go show you that had the little clips on them. I still have those uh, VHS because I'm like, I spent $70 on these. I'm not going to get rid of them. Although yeah. I'm never going to watch them again. We, no. we don't have a VHS. Um, and so that was really cool. And what they had done, that was – it was really interesting because what they had done was – 
this I believe this person that I bought it from did it himself. He had a 16, somehow he had gotten his hand on a 16 millimeter version of the extended cut that had been shown. Mm-hmm. And or I forget how it goes, but it was the movie was presented as a nice um, widescreen version of the movie. And then when it would get to the extra scenes, then those were like, the, it would cut, it would cut to like four or three. Oh, okay. But the movie in general was, so it was an edited version that had the TV scenes put mm-hmm. in Edited, where they were. Yeah. Otherwise the movie was um, widescreen the whole, the whole way. That's pretty cool. Um, so that was, that was cool, but it's interesting that I spent $70 on that. And then, so I had already seen all those scenes, but it was cool to have, see those on the DVD mm-hmm. in 2001. And then in, and then that was pretty much it in terms of uh, formats, you know, still big. I'm still, you know, a huge fan of the movie. But I was always a little bit embarrassed for some reason that I, I, I remember when my uh, roommate in college, who ended up being my best man when, um, when when we got married, when we didn't, know, I went into college. Uh, uh, I lived in a triple and went in blind. And I remember um, John and I, uh, we talked on the phone before we went to college, just maybe just to get to know each other a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, what's your favorite movie?" And I didn't. For some reason, I felt embarrassing, Superman. But I said Top Gun. Top Gun's not any better. I don't know. It seemed <laughs> it seemed cooler. I don't know. Well, Top Gun was newer, at least. Not I mean. really. Top Gun, I think, came. I mean, it was still when when we were going to college in two thousand three. Top Gun yeah, coming out in eighty six isn't all that much newer. I, I would rather say Top Gun than like Borat. You know, it or was, well, <laughs> something else. Is somebody's like, favorite movie Borat? I don't. I mean, maybe. Yeah, probably. Uh, or like, or Anchorman, or well, you know, like a true. Just dumb comedy, but. But, so there's not much to say um, uh, about the movie ex- in terms of experiences until you and I got together because then um, 2006 was actually a really h- huge year for Superman. And it's because, well, I got to see it in the theater for the very first time, which was amazing. It was um, in, as I said earlier, we went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. They were showing it at a midnight screening at the Music Box Theater. And that was really, really awesome. It was it was a late night though. It made for a late night because we spent all day in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then it was a it was a late night. And then what's what's funny is I had seen the movie you know probably hundreds of times before that, but I still noticed a couple of things that I hadn't noticed because just being on the big screen, like when he's going up to the Fortress of Solitude, or he's going to up north to eventually to make the Fortress of Solitude to throw the crystal. There's a polar bear that comes out of the water. And I had never seen that, noticed that polar bear coming mm-hmm. out before, except when I saw it in the theater. Um, so fun fact, every time you and I go to see something Superman, like at a theater or, or whether it's live music or whatever it is, um, whenever the opening theme plays, it makes me so excited to know how excited you are that I can't hold back the tears. <laughs> and I try to hide it from you because like, it's just like a tear here, a tear there from, you know, but like, I can't, I can't keep it in. From the theme song, like it, it gets me every time. I can't, I can't help it. So just that's that's the impact that like your excitement has on me being, you know, like just empathetic with you and and like feeling what you feel. Like I, I get that excited. Well, so. I, that's awesome. <laughs> just yeah, that empathy that is is really really cool. Um, in two thousand six, so we saw it in the theater for the first time. Mm-hmm. The Blu Ray was released. This huge massive um 14 disc set that had all of the movies in it and superman returns in november of 2006 so it had the, tons of stuff and 
Um, it had the theatrical version in there, which I was excited about. And I, that's the that's the version I typically watch now is the theatrical because since 2001, when the DVDs came out, all that I really had to watch was the director's cut. And there's just some – the editing is perfect, I think, in the yeah. theatrical. There's some stuff I like. There's some extra scenes. But in general, the theatrical is much better, and so that's what I watch. And, but then that came out in 2006, and that was that was amazing. Um, the And then there wasn't anything else in terms – except we had – there was a couple times in between, like, where I've gotten to see the movie since. I actually mm-hmm. went to Canada – they were showing – so it's funny because I can say I crossed an international border to see my favorite movie. Yeah. They yep. had – We live close enough to the border yeah, that's for funny. you to drive that's, there. That's like, the funny thing is that the Chicago was actually a further drive. Yeah. But it's not as funny to say like that – Yeah, you went to it's another just funny state. To say it's that different you, than another it's, country. Yeah, it's funny to say that you like cross an international border, which I did do, but it was showing in Windsor, which – from us, Windsor is about it's like an hour, uh, if that. hour and t- yeah. well, and well, well, once you cross the border and stuff, it's probably like an hour and a half. But crossed the border and then went and saw it at, uh, I forget the movie theater, but it was it was just a regular movie yeah. theater. And we saw it, we saw it in Ann Arbor too together, but in, in the state theater. I mean, we, you've seen it multiple places. What's funny then. is I remember um, well, the first time I showed it to you, you fell asleep. I do fall asleep easy during movies though it like it's not always boredom either so i you got to give me a little bit of credit there because if i'm sleepy i'm going to fall asleep even even if i'm riveted by whatever it is i'm watching unless it's temptation island in which case i don't know i do not fall asleep during that show no matter how late it is there's something about that that keeps me awake but it's funny the titillating sexiness but yeah so so i would say don't take that personally it's a long movie too yeah it well, oh, but I enjoyed speaking it. Speaking of like, long, I'm going to mention. Um, in so 2017, what in 2017, what was awesome is they released officially the extended cut on DVD. Oh, or no, it was in, on it was on Blu-ray. So that includes all of the content, all from that the stuff. TV so sh- actually, like, all that stuff that I was talking about earlier, uh, the like the extended TV cuts that were shown in the 80s. Yeah, they they released that as an actual um, DVD, or it was a Blu-ray in 2017 and that one just came out of the blue because it was this tv cut that i'm surprised that they bothered to, to do to it transfer it or whatever but it had to have been a labor of love right like somebody wanted it somebody who you know could at least make a case for it and made a labor of love out of it and then they said okay we're gonna release but it but that was awesome to see in I, I that's not the version i watch very often i mean it's that's um, well over three hours mm-hmm. and it's a long, but I do watch it every now and then, but you know, for years and years and years, it was just the bad quality cause it had only been, it was taped off people's TV, you know? And so it had, was VHS quality, right. You know, probably three or four generations in and, but now seeing it in great quality in widescreen was really cool. I actually was just thinking the other day that while we're home, all time this, to watch all it this home the time for the, for the for the covid i haven't watched the ex- of of course i think one of the our um, projector system we have in um the basement one of the the first movie i watched of course was yeah S- superman the movie the but very I- first thing we ever put on it was superman and i've got pictures of you standing essentially next to like a life-size superman next to the screen but i haven't watched the extended cut on the projector so i was thinking about that but so i want to talk about a little bit about the most memorable like viewing experiences Mm -hmm. i've already touched on a few but one 
um, really special one was I, I remember the first viewing um, of the movie after after our son was born and he was just an infant and I think I just wanted to do it just it was fun like he doesn't he <laughs> his was just first there. watching of the movie I mean but it was he was little yeah I mean he was an infant like uh like I mean he was like m- months old probably th- three or four months old yep probably maybe not even that old we did it we did it with dirty dancing too just to be like first watching <laughs> and so um that was a but we didn't do it with our daughter just our son so I, that was a really special viewing I was just thinking I need to have our daughter uh, watch it, check it out, because I'd be curious what she would would think about it. And so yeah, and and I know our son has seen parts of Dirty Dancing at least because I've had it on in the background. But neither kid has sat down and watched Dirty Dancing. And, and hell, if I was that age when when I saw it, they're old enough too. <laughs> but it's as I was saying, it's a reason that why I transfer make the jump to new. Um, new technologies a lot of the times like mm-hmm. one of the reasons i really wanted to upgrade to 4k is they released uh they released superman the movie on 4k mm-hmm. it wasn't the first 4k we bought but we did get the f- movie before uh we had any way to play it on any 4k yeah. th- stuff now we do the first 4k movie that i had um was man of steel mm-hmm. uh released in uh 4k still su- su- still superman related so I guess in some ways you can tie it back. To yeah, movie, I remember but. getting that for you and being like, I don't know why I'm getting this for him. We don't have a 4K player, but I don't think it's easy to find now because yeah. it was released a while ago. So I like was knew that it was sort of widely yeah. available at the time, and so I was like, oh, I when this comes out in four or when we get the 4K equipment, I want to have this. And so, but Su- Su- Superman was released in 4K. What's funny is a lot of people um, aren't huge fans of the 4K transfer. I'm wishy-washy on it too, and there's. They, I didn't enjoy Dirty Dancing the first time I watched did, it in in Blu-ray. The first time I watched the Blu-ray, I was like, "Oh, this is not good." Like, it, like I I did not like it. It's not necessarily the quality; it's of you know the sharper image, which is something mm-hmm. you get used to. I mean, every new generation or you know new um, new format is a is has to get used to the yeah upgrade and, and um, I think that resolution the, the, the sharper from, image was the problem for me. But the colors all. They, they they got some colors um in the coloring process wrong on the 4k like the krypton sequence is mm-hmm. when krypton's getting ready to explode it's all it's supposed to be red it's been all it's like on every release it's like red filters and on the 4k for some reason it's mostly like a blue tint which is really weird i actually showed you it's like yeah. a stark stark it's, it's difference very different and i'm like and we we're well, like what's going on and i you know i've i had the thought i was like well, is this the true way it was supposed to be? And every release prior to this is wrong. And I don't think so. And I've, you know, heard from other Superman fans that they're not very, not really crazy about the, uh, the coloring on the 4k. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is I can remember one of the, the funniest memories that I have. I laughed myself is uh picture in picture. Mo. we, I remember getting um, a new TV. Uh, my parents got a new TV. I don't remember what size it was, mm-hmm. but it had picture in picture. And I thought it was so cool to be able to put, I remember putting Superman the movie on and being able to put something else on while Superman was playing and have the um, Superman on the picture and picture and then something else like on the, <laughs> and then going back and forth between the two. That was but, a big deal when picture and picture came out. Nobody does it anymore, but I remember yeah. that being like, watch, watch your sports game and the news or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, keep an eye on the score. I mean, stuff still but gets But everyone really... has second screen now with tablets true. and phones. That's true. We all have second screens to do stuff now. Although the, the, the projector does picture in picture. 
I don't know. I don't. You, is, you have to have two inputs going into it. We only have one, so actually we wouldn't be able to do picture in picture. But if you did two, it has a second HDMI input. Mm-hmm. You could do picture in picture on the projector, which would be interesting. Yeah. Um. So I did write in the note formats that um I've owned or would like to own. Yeah. Um. And I say that I I wrote in the notes um would like to own because I would think it would be fun just to own some of the um formats that superman was released that i don't have like it was released on laserdisc which we i've never watched laserdisc we we didn't have a laserdisc growing up yeah but i think it'd be cool just to buy the laserdisc version just to have it like a record size like version of the movie and then they actually released you superman the movie um on umd the oh they did for playstation portable (laughs) that's funny and and we have a psp we do have a psp so that would be kind of interesting i mean I mean, it would be so easy. It'd be a weird viewing experience to like hold and watch, but just well, to, it to wouldn't have be. Any, I mean, we've watched stuff. I've I've watched videos on my phone. It's not that crazy, but it would be funny. Just you know, maybe I'll get on eBay and see what the cost of that uh, UMD mm-hmm. is. Universal Media Disc, which it's not universal at all. It was proprietary to the PSP. Um, I believe it was released in beta. We never had a beta player. Yeah, no, we didn't either. I, we, we were always behind the times. We were never early adopters, so, like... But I, I lament that I got rid of that VHS because I've since looked on eBay and, like, that version with a black clamshell with the exact... Like, the exact version that I had is... I haven't seen... I mean, I don't go on eBay and look for it all the time, but I have looked periodically and I can't... And, and, and it's not up. And yeah, so, you can't And I want it. the same one. Like, there is, like, a there's, like, a red and white clamshell, I believe, that's out there. Uh, but I, ours was black. And so, yeah, it must've been a more rare version, I uh, guess. And then, um, movie memorabilia that I have regarding the movie, I have, um, a really cool painted poster that came out in 1978. Yeah. That poster's sweet. It's really cool. I got it on eBay when we were in college and have had it framed ever since it's framed in the basement now. Love it. Um, I just recently actually bought a replica of mm-hmm. the Caped Wonder, um, the newspaper. Yeah, the, yeah, the newspaper, um, Cape 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 Wonder Sun City, um, and so that I got that replica. I wanted I wanted the original, and there was actually an auction late last year, um, that I thought about trying to bid, but it it it, it would have been between like a thousand two thousand dollars for this like real, and it, it wasn't even screen used. It was printed right. for the movie, but it wasn't screen used. And so, um, I'd rather have the replica of the one that's on screen than I think have one that was made for the movie, but then not actually used in the movie. But I mean, I could keep, Either ram- way, it's I cool, could keep yeah. rambling. I, I could talk about the, I, there's a, I'm geeky enough that I listen to, although I'm not geeky enough to, to have produced it. So I guess I'm not the super geek, but there's a podcast out there called Su- Superman Movie Minute, mm-hmm. and they've already covered Superman in the movie and Superman 2. They're going to move on to Superman 3, but I I you know I enjoy listening to a podcast that is an hour to an hour and a half an episode, and they cover five minutes of the movie for each episode. So it took like, what, like 20-some episodes yeah. for the to cover Su- Superman 1 and then Superman 2. Why don't you two. talk about some travel that you've done for superman related outside of going to, to oh, canada we went, well well we went to you alluded to um locations we went to when we did a, a new york city trip in 2012 we went to the daily news building which doubles as mm-hmm. the um daily planet in in superman the movie and it's 
awesome. It's the big club, the big globe inside the, mm-hmm. the Daily News building. And so that was really cool. The bummer is that I think at the time our our camera had died because I think we still had an actual like camera mm-hmm. and our phones didn't take good pictures. So I we have some dark pictures. We have pictures, but they're not great. The lighting's they're, not great. The, yeah. They're, well, the they're lobby itself was dark anyway. It wasn't like super well lit, but. But that was uh, really cool. Oh, I want to shout out to uh, just a couple of years ago, or actually, yeah, it was probably like 2018. We went and saw the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. They did; they were having like a John Williams tribute night, or or maybe it was just like a superhero night. I don't remember what it was, but we went and saw the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and they played Su- Superman the movie. That had always been something I wanted. The Superman the, the theme. movie theme, yeah, that had always been something that I wanted to. Um, see played live yeah it, it was superheroes night so and that was amazing like i've never heard that theme better than it was played that night and i'm really jealous because this year in um in england and in switzerland actually they're doing superman maybe uh, <laughs> well true although the one in england is in october so it should still be going on but they're doing the entire movie is being done with the, all the music being done by an orchestra, and so if they ever bring that stateside, uh, we we'd already talked about that's it. That's so much music to learn too. I mean, the, that's that's pages and pages of music. That's well, that's cool. Early, late last year, mid last year, it was like rumored that, or not even rumored, like on the Film Score Concerts website, they said like Superman the movie is going to be coming. No dates or locations have been announced, and I assumed it was going to be somewhere in the United States. Yeah, and I was like, well, as long as it's in the domestic, like you know, forty eight states, I'm gonna go. Um, you know, I talked, I was like, well, I'm going to go to mm-hmm. s- see this, but then it was announced that it was in Switzerland first. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to Switzerland. Are you kidding? And then it was in, um, Royal Albert hall in England. And, um, yeah. And so not going to England. Um, but I don't, am I forgetting somewhere? Well, we went to Metropolis. Oh, that's just, yeah, that's just, but that's an, Superman that's in general, not just the movie. But the Superman celebration in Metropolis, Illinois, it's right on the border of Kentucky. It's pretty cool. It's sort of a cross between a state fair and a, uh, a like mini comic con, but it's mm-hmm. all Superman r- 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 related in this town called Metropolis, even though it, it's more like Smallville, the size of the town. Yeah. But uh, the city's name is Metropolis. Fun fact in the seventies, they actually were going to build a Superman theme park there. Like, oh, a, like a full size theme park, but the plan sort of fell through. But there's um there's designs out there done by N- Neil Adams had done some mm-hmm. designs of like what the park was gonna look like, and I, it just fell through. But it was about that time when I started doing the, the Superman celebrations. Um, we actually were gonna go. We, we we went there in 2008. We were gonna go there again um, this year. Uh, this year because uh, we haven't been there since 2008 and now we have kids and it'd probably be pretty fun but they they announced just last week that this 2020 superman celebration was canceled so that was a bummer because we had plans to go i mean we can still go next year or whatever but it was a bummer because we already had plans for this right. year and i think you you could still go to the city and have fun but there's just not as much going on i mean they've yeah they have they've a big, got the superman museum big, and the statue yeah the, super, and, yeah, the superman museum I assume, but i mean there's plenty to do that would still be open year round but well it's not maybe the same. not real round now yeah well with yeah. with coronavirus which is why it was canceled that's if i didn't mention that a second ago so i'm gonna go ahead and stop because i could keep talking for I could just keep going um, on the Superman topic, but it's a really special movie to me. I credit it with my taste. I've, I feel like I have pretty good, I don't know. I've, 
especially in my family, everybody like uh, my dad likes really like cheesy action movies. But I feel like it's where I got my love of. It set the bar high for for it's, cinema. <laughs> it's it's where I feel like I got my love of cinema because it truly is. I mean, people still talk about it to this day. Not just like Superman fans, just cinema cinema fans mm-hmm. about that movie and how well it did, and it's just a really cinematic quality. The so, ra- director of photography is um, Jeffrey Unsworth, which I'm not sure what other stuff he did, but that movie is gorgeous. And um, you know, I credit that I credit Superman the movie with you know my love of The Godfather. Uh, although, fun fact, they're really they're linked though because Superman the movie was. Early, early drafts. I don't think anything that's actually was By filmed. Mar- Mario Puzo. Yeah, I, I don't think anything that was filmed, it was actually from his draft. Um, but he was brought on early, early on. And his he still has his names in the credits, Mario mm-hmm. Puzo. And so, um, but yeah, Superman the movie just informs a big part of the person that I am, actually. And my love of cinema and my love of uh, music. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, the John Williams score is amazing and the, that I just have such a great appreciation for, um, orchestrated music. And I think it's got, it, it comes from John Williams. That was the first soundtrack. First, first album that I actually ever owned was the Superman, the movie As soundtrack. was the Dirty Dancing soundtrack for me. Random question. So it's, it's really common when you're a youngster and even as a grown up, when people are kind of trying to learn more about you or, you know, when you're answering questions about yourself favorite food favorite movie are very common questions favorite food we don't need to talk about what were you ever embarrassed at any particular age to say superman was your favorite movie like did you ever say something else well i did on one say, of those school things as a favorite movie because you're like i don't want to put superman not that that stands out and i don't know i i just like i, I don't know i was sort of not closeted all my friends everybody knew that i was a big superman fan mm-hmm um, so no, the only thing is like what I said, like when I was talking to, uh, my up and coming roommate, John, yeah. and I didn't say Superman, the movie, um, I thought Top Gun was so much better yep. as, to say <laughs> as like your favorite movie. Um, so like I didn't have any friends growing up that were dirty dancing fans that said like, Oh, this is my favorite movie. None of my friends. Now it, I find that interesting because when I talk to other people that are in our age generation or in our age range ish. Um, Dirty Dancing was I, a lot of people love it. They love it as like a romance movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not uncommon for that to be someone's favorite movie. It's why I think it's a meme all over. It's it, it's it's you know stood the test of time to some extent. Um, but I didn't know anybody that had the same favorite movie as me, and, and you can imagine being in first grade or second grade and thinking to yourself, no one else likes this movie like I do maybe this shouldn't be my favorite movie. Like, I remember having that internal debate. Like, do I just say what my favorite movie is? Is, is, is anybody going to question me on this one? Or do I just, like, put it put it out there? I think that happened as I got a little bit older but was still in elementary school. And so, you know, I might have put something like The Little Mermaid or The Lion King. But in the back of my head, I knew it was Dirty Dancing. Like, <laughs> I, I definitely, like, would put other movies every now and then. Not always, oh. but every... See, what's funny is I don't remember. But all all of my friends knew that that was that Dirty Dancing was my favorite movie. Like everybody knew it, but I just didn't want to put it like on a poster on a wall or something. Like I, there was always a part of me that was like, I don't think this is the kind of movie that people my age are into. Like, oh yeah, what's what's funny is I'm sure I'm blanking on it, but I don't remember any times growing up 
saying it was my favorite movie or not saying mm-hmm. it. Like, I don't remember, you know, because you do do, do like icebreakers, you know, yeah, sort of, sort yeah. of school years it's, and stuff. It's not an uncommon question. I can't remember. A lot of times, actually, those types of things are like, tell us something about yourself or whatever. Tell yeah. us your favorite movie. My, I, my, my go-to is always like, and the interesting fact about yourself is that my go-to is actually always that I was born in Germany. Mm-hmm. Because that is a pretty interesting fact. Like, when you grow up in like, you know, mid- mid mid michigan you know yeah. uh saying that you were born in germany and, and it's because my dad was stationed um in germany on a air force base but that was always my go-to thing when it, those icebreakers is tell us something interesting about yourself yeah so if they would ask you tell us something interesting about yourself you would pick i'm gonna tell my favorite my favorite movie but actually then you would then not say what your favorite no movie i would was. no 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 I oh, wouldn't so, pick so if you were no, specifically if, asked if the question, what your oh, yeah okay. if they were doing like just an intake and what's your favorite food or what's your favorite this or what's your favorite that like i might not always answer dirty dancing sometimes i would i guess it just depended on my mood at the time one thing that is cool that i would say probably for both of us um probably more me than you but definitely you um as well like i've seen it but what's cool is when the the internet coming along and like your world is opened up and you're not isolated mm-hmm. um in terms of being around the people you knew like i like i don't mean isolated like uh like feeling lonely like we, i had lots of friends and things growing up but i grew up in a fairly small town anyways yeah actually not fairly it was a super small town um um village technically <laughs> but um nobody knew that i knew like superman um yeah. nearly as much as i did but then you get on you get online and you, know, you gravitate towards superman websites and you learn that like a lot of people actually feel the way that you do and like i'm sure same for you oh like, yeah you get your world opened my my friends were all like the movie's fine heidi it's not like it's fine that's they would watch it with me but they didn't have the same love affair with it as I did. And that was like, it didn't bother me. I just had a different favorite movie. But you find... Um, oh, there's so many people out there that are like me. So many. Yeah. And I mean, there was a... Like the Superman forum that I found when I was like in middle school, I would visit there until... Like you and I were together. I, I, yeah. I mean, um, so I was like going to the same message board and like reading, you know, same people's comments from like middle school up until yeah. up until after we were married. It's funnily enough, it was I don't go there anymore. The message board kind of died. It still is a it still lives a little bit, but it's like there's barely anybody who like visits visits it. But it sort of died because of so much like it's funny. Man of Steel is what made that message forum um, die. Because it was so controversial among Superman fans of mm, mm-hmm. uh, su- su- Superman killing and the tone of the movie, yeah, and so it's like it's funny because it, like this message board I've been going to for close to you know like fifteen years or whatever it just was, died out. well, it was died because there was so much like fighting, yeah. so so much fighting that it was just like it's just not fun to be here anymore. But the internet was just a really cool way to just connect with fans, mm-hmm. and you connected, you know, you're uh, published in a book. You know, one of your essays on dirty dancing and your love of dirty dancing. Um, yeah, so. that, that's thanks to the internet. It just brings people with like interests together. So, I mean, I'm I'm thankful for that. There's watch parties for dirty dancing all the time, and that's how I found out about Mount Mountain Lake being available and and being able to go there for dirty dancing weekends and all that stuff. So, have you watched dirty dancing on the projector? Yes. We when did? we first got you it. You did? Yeah. Okay. Probably the second viewing after watching Superman. I don't have a uh, memory of... did. 
that was back when, well, we only just recently like got a better setup where it's easier to watch things on the projector. Yeah, it was but at our old house you, when it was more I don't, difficult to set I, up. I, I had to have been there because you wouldn't have set that up on your own. I know that. No, so no, I, had I to have, have. I had to have uh, been there. But I, I don't, we might have to do a rewatch of Dirty Dancing just because on the projector, just because I don't remember seeing it. And, well, uh, I'm not going to say no to that. Of course I'll rewatch We just got Dancing. a brand new comfy couch down in the basement. We just got a new projector set. Like we got a, got a new screen. We used to have to bring this the the screen out the yeah it was on a tripod basically yeah, the, the projector was you know stationary now it's got to pull down but it's annoying when you for anybody who has a, a projector out there maybe you can uh you know you can relate but it's annoying we had a um projector that was on a tripod and so a projector like projects an image in the exact same spot but and so you get a tripod out that you had put that you had put away you bring it out and like it's like try to get it back in like the exact same spot like the exact same spot that you put it in before and there are some ways on the projector to like sort of manipulate the image without actually moving the actual projector itself around and yeah but it's still a pain in the butt to ship things it was around a, and it was a pain and so we just got a new projector that we uh screen that we ceiling mounted or yeah we, we got a new screen that we ceiling mounted the screen and so it looks really nice um because that was always my worry too is that it wasn't gonna look nice but it looks nice and so it makes movie viewing easier mm-hmm. um so i'll have to do superman the movie extended and dirty dancing and yeah if we watch extended i can't guarantee i won't fall asleep again like i just, I just can't i enjoy it i do i really enjoy it oh but... i'm sure oh and well you don't have i I actually would not expect you to um so one to watch the movie one thing that the internet did make me realize exists out there that i i didn't know was that um people's love of patrick swayze is equal to if not more so than their love of dirty dancing there are there are many dirty dancing fans out there that are strictly fans because of him we should watch roadhouse sometime yeah i've and heard a lot of i've i mean it's like a uh, christopher reeve is revered in the, in that nature too is is he not like i mean people no, just love him kind of as as a person they love as an actor. Him. not in the way that patrick Swayze. like um the, the from what you've told me like the fans who are patrick Swayze, they like like all like a lot of his movies right well yeah yeah they do like, but the, dirty dancing is like one high on their list there's ghost as well and there's you know, I mean, there's a lot of like christopher reeve fans but they most they mostly really like his performance in um superman yeah and like there's a couple of sites that are like de- and there's there's a podcast um funnily enough co-hosted by a really big radio host in our area like mm-hmm. well a tv personality like a yeah. tv host too he's he's on well, news and he's all over the place but he's one of the biggest superman fans all around and he's host and is part of a website that um is dedicated to superman reeve um or christopher reeve um mm-hmm. su- superman portrayal and but so, but it isn't quite so much like Patrick Swayze. People like him for his entire like f- filmography, correct? Yeah, yeah, and his personality off screen too. We need to watch Point Break because um, first of all, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Directed, it's got Patrick Swayze and um, Carrie. Yeah, I know, right? We should totally watch because it's a really good movie. It's directed by um, shoot um, Jim Cameron's wife, who won. She did the Hurt Locker and won the Oscar for the Hurt Locker. Oh um, yeah, what is her name? It was like one of her early movies that uh, she did, and it's a really good movie. Um, fast, although spoiler alert, it's you'll en- I think you'll enjoy it from Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, yes, it's you'll you've 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 basically seen Point Break, but you didn't know it because Fast and Furious One is basically a remake of. Huh, I didn't know that Point Break. Huh. 
I mean, different things. It's like surfing culture versus mm-hmm. ver- surfing and extreme culture sort of versus um, car culture. Mm-hmm. But the plot is like the exact same plot. Uh, yeah. But we should actually, so we got a little bit of m- m- movie do. watching because that that's a movie that I haven't seen in a while. And I think it would, uh, I've actually wanted to rewatch it. And so. Sounds like fun. Talking Speaking of. Patrick Swayze. This this was a fun episode. I'm I'm so, glad we had a chance to kind of talk about our our childhood movie loves that have you know led to adulthood too. And I know you made. I really. I don't. I I don't. It's tough to make me cry during a movie, but I get emotional. Like especially like when I see you. Like I I remember seeing you when we went to see Dirty Dancing at the um, theater for the very first time, um, and seeing seeing mm-hmm. seeing your face. And I, I haven't, I think that was the only, you've seen it in the theater since two more times at least. Yeah, but not but with you. I haven't seen it since, um, yeah. in the theater since it, that first time. I was doing that. That was math a very special, and, um, time. I, yeah. was, I was really glad that we went and it was uh, at a really good theater. The Michigan theater is a really, really nice theater. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, so I've seen Superman the movie in theater, I think four times now which is crazy to me because the first time was in 2006 and yeah at that point i was like i'm probably never like prior to that i was like i'm never, I'm never gonna see this but one of my viewings was at the uh the state theater in mm-hmm. ann arbor and they've since redone their stuff but we haven't been there since but it was not a, like they just showed like a dvd yeah it wasn't not a film print it was yeah. not even it was not a good viewing but i remember the dirty dancing at the michigan theater was very special and i yeah i remember writing to I, I wrote to the Michigan Theater and the State Theater requesting that they get the movie, like asking if they could figure out a way to do it, and then I thought it would be like a good a good film and and I don't think they I responded, did. but I I, I did. did but then the following year is when they got it. So I don't know. Maybe well, maybe I put a bug in someone's ear. Maybe but... you. I mean, it probably to, to be honest, it probably wasn't you, but maybe other people did. And I'm sure that you contributed. Like, I mean. Even, yeah. If they've like, gotten it multiple times. Yeah. Multiple, multiple times. Multiple yeah. people. Like, it, that's, that's, I would, I would take credit even like, because first of all, nobody's around to tell you that you're wrong. I would, I would right, be like. Right. I'd be like. Well, it was I the, wrote... it, it came out in 2012 also, or 2012 was the year that we went to see it. Which um, would have also been the 25th anniversary, so that that kind of aligns too. Funny, real real funny thing before we wrap up is that we so we saw the um, I think Michigan Theater has curtains for the screen, doesn't it? But it it, it doesn't matter. The, the The Music Box Theater in Chicago, where mm-hmm. we saw the movie, is like a really nice. It's really very similar to the Michigan theater and it's regalness. And, but it Superman, the movie opens with curtains opening, mm-hmm. but we had like double curtains because they had the curtains closed yeah. for the movie theater. So then they opened the music box, open their th- curtains and the movie starts playing and there's, um, curtains. And I just remember that being, um, uh, yeah, that was cool. Like, so, that was a long drive home to Chicago, though. I think we we, we pulled over we and stopped a little. We a had little to. We yeah, got too tired. Yeah, because it's a four hour drive to Chicago for us, and then it's um. It was you know, a the movie's late movie. Two, the, it was the director's cut, so two hours and thirty three minutes maybe, mm-hmm. and um. And we drove there earlier in the morning mm-hmm. so that we could actually do a little sightseeing together too. So it it was a long day. I think two thirty three, and. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a midnight movie, so you know, you have two and two and a half hours starting at midnight, and we had already spent spent all day in Chicago, so we had we pulled over at a, at a car, you know, one of the where where you like car ride places or whatever. I I think like uh, what are those car called? I think we pulled over at a rest stop. Did we? Yeah, I think we pulled over at like some place a little. What do they safer. call those? Um, no, no. What do they call those? Park and ride. Yeah, park and ride. I think we pulled over at a park and ride. 
Either way, we pulled over, we slept a little, <laughs> then we got so back on the road. I don't think I have anything else. I mean, I have tons of stuff else, but I don't no, think I, I have. I think we've done justice <laughs> to our, our oh, movies. Did you mention, so your, um, your Dirty Dancing Pop vinyl. Do you have any other merchandise that you didn't mention? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. I have Pop... Funko Pop came out with a baby and yeah. a Johnny and, oh, um, just the, last year. Tell the poop story. <laughs> so I've got them on a, on a shelf, um, on like a, a long shelf. They're standing next to my um, 1990s Ninja Turtle figurines, which unfortunately I also sold or got rid of at a garage sale. So I had to rebuy them on eBay. But they're they're the same um, same make that I had as a kid, like the same figurines so i'd like to pretend that they were mine from my childhood but i know they're not anyway so i got the funko pop um johnny and the funko pop baby and johnny's just standing in his black pants and his little his little um uh what is it tank top and he's kind of got like a wide stance so he's he's a very stable funko pop because funko pops have the big head and the little body Mm -hmm. but then baby she's got her like you know big head with her wavy brown hair and she's standing in like a um, like a dance pose where her feet are kind of more narrow together, and one of one of her feet is like lifted a little bit, like like she's taking Isn't a this step. Isn't like the pose when she's like like she does that exact pose like when she's going down the steps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the red bathing suit with the cutoff shorts. That's her mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah, she's doing the like the practice pose where her her arms are held out and whatever. So her feet are really really narrow and. She's got this big head, so she topples over all the time. And whenever she topples over, she falls off the shelf and she lands face first. So all you see is this big bushy hair, and from a distance, it looks like dog poop or dog puke. It looks like this tiny little little pile of poop or puke. And so, I like it would be kind of somewhat dark or a little you know dark in her bedroom. And I'd walk in, and the first time I saw her falling over, I was like, "What is that? Did the dog poop? What is that? Why would it be in the dresser though?" What? Why is there dog poop here? <laughs> I'm like, Vulcan, like, how did it get up there? And I turned the light on. Baby fell over again. <laughs> Baby fell over again. So uh, does... She keeps falling. I need to, like, tape her down because she just keeps falling. Like, I heard her fall in the middle of the night the other night. Just this, like, big clunk because she's falling from, like, seven feet in the air off the shelf. It's like, clunk. Like, I need to tape her down. Does um, Jennifer Grey do signings anywhere? Does she go to Comic Cons or do anything? No, not really. Because that'd be cool. She to... did Dancing with the Stars a few years ago, and she won. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Yep, she did. She won. But otherwise, no, she doesn't really. She likes to live a quiet life. She. Oh, make... yesterday was she her birthday. Probably... Oh. By the way, she turned sixty. Oh, spe- oh, okay. So I want to bring up. It's funny. There's not too many like celebrities who die that like get to me. Um, but when Christopher Reeve died, we were in college. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact day it was, but it was prior to you. It was the year prior to you and I meeting because it was, so it was, it had to have been 2004 because I, I remember the house we were in and, um, and I remember that was a really sad day. I mean, he obviously, you know, he had, he had his accident in 1994, was paralyzed mm-hmm. and everything, but I remember, um, him passing and before he died there was a lot of people who said that like technology is going to get to a point where he's going to be able to walk again and yeah i was always skeptical i didn't they I, were they were hopeful that special i mean paraplegics would. still un- unfortunately it's it's that technology is not there yet but for years and years there's always like well christopher reeve is going to be able to walk again and i was i never really believed it but you know the hope was there and um 
And but I remember being super sad that day, and that was the one that hit me hard because uh, for yeah. the most part, the celebrities don't get to me. Um, I remember being probably this the other one that bummed me out, but it wasn't even to the nearly to the degree like Christopher Reeve passing was a, like really really bummed me out. Then probably the next one, which was like still magnitudes less affected, was uh, probably Harold Ramis because mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is one of my uh, favorite movies. For years and years, I thought it was number two after Superman. I don't know. It's definitely in top five, but I don't. I feel yeah. like it's fallen a little. I don't know what would be number two. I mean, I the Raiders the of the Last Ark. Well, no, that's not even my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Oh yeah, that's. Last Crusade, I, yeah, that's right. I love Last Crusade so much, and like a lot of in- hardcore Indiana Jones fans are like, "What? Last Crusade is your favorite? That's the worst one." <laughs> but I, it was the first one that I saw as a kid. Was um, it was it was the very first movie that we saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that I didn't see Raiders of the Lost Ark for years. I mean, I still saw it as a kid, yeah, but I didn't see it for years because my dad had so my dad owned the actual VHS for Last Crusade, like uh, you know cover and everything like store-bought and then he had just like you were talking about dirty dancing we had a whole collection of vhs that he had rented and double taped which is pretty common back in the day mm-hmm. and so and he had a book where he had written all of the so stuff did we so, yep. that you, could, so you could go and, and you know, they were all, all the, numbered all the tapes were numbered, yep. so you could go find them easily and so in the book indiana jones and the temple of doom is labeled indiana jones and the temple of doom but as a kid and my dad didn't sit me down and like talk about the movies. My dad isn't a big movie buff, actually. I would well, actually he really loves movies, but he isn't like a cinephile. I would say, in the way that like I think about it, although he watches a lot of movies. But he, no, his he, movie taste is horrible. He, he never sat me down and like talked about movies or anything, and so I literally never knew for years just because I didn't have Indiana Jones in the name. Yeah, that you, Raiders you had of, the subtitle, but not the original I had, title. No, 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 I didn't have a the The movie is called, now they actually like put it. Colon. Well, now they put Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark like on like DVD covers, covers and stuff. But the movie is called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And so in the book, it was late. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I mean, yeah. for, so you didn't know it was for Indiana years Jones growing movie. up, I had no idea. So Raiders of the Lost Ark is actually my, I still really like it, mm-hmm. but it's my third favorite movie because it's probably, it's the one that I saw the last. Yeah. If you're not counting. Kingdom of the Crystal we Skull. always saw Temple of the. I always saw Temple of Doom because that was the one we had, and it was actually in its like Indiana Jones case. I would so I have much less nostalgia around. I mean, I saw it like much. I mean, years and years later. Yeah. Like then, and so I'm. I, I I would probably have much more nostalgia for that movie, and I still really like it, and just saw it in the theater last year. But I would probably have even more nostalgia for mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark if they had put Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark as yeah. the title. If your dad had written that, even. but a lot of. No, he he wrote it. I know in the book. Okay. What or what do you mean? He didn't write Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's not the name of the movie. No, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. But if your dad had indicated that it was an Indiana oh, Jones movie, then I I would have watched it super early and yeah. would love it as much as I. It's 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 funny how naming like um that for sure is the case like and and it's funny because when things are double taped. You don't, it's not even like you like have a cover to look at. No, like, you're just you're t- going by you what's in the a, book. You just have a name. You're like, yeah. I, I have no idea what this is. You know, this could be some, who knows? Yeah. Like, um, but how did we even start talking about Indiana Jones? I don't know. We got off track. Let's wrap, <laughs> let's wrap this show up. All right. So why don't you tell us, uh, tell them where they can rate us and all that. So we are on all the podcasting places. We'd love it if you would rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts in particular, or any other podcasting place that you can do rate and review, like Stitcher. Um, we are Talking Geek, 
You can email us. We are talking-geekpodcast at gmail.com. And are we on the Twitters? We Yeah, we're Talking Geek on Twitter. No no G at the end of talking. Are you sure? This is how little email that we get. But I, I don't think, I think it's You're talking, right, there is no dash. It's just Talking Geek talking Podcast. Geek. Is it Talking Geek Podcast or Talking Geek? It is Geek? Talking Geek Podcast. So of course, we don't get any feedback if we can't remember our own email. But <laughs> it'll be in the show notes. The correct email will be in the show notes, by the way. But I'm pretty sure it's Talking Geek at uh, talk, talkinggeekpodcast.gmail.com. It is talkinggeekpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> That's funny. And there's no G at the end of talking. It all kind of runs together. So, All right. Uh, stay, stay geeky, everyone. <laughs>